Hello out there, internet. Hello out there, worldwide, wide world. Uh, I, I just wanted to say I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing okay in this crazy crisis. Uh, it's a very weird time. It's a very weird time to do podcasts. Everything is going to be remote that I'm recording. Um, <clears throat> had to evacuate New York, as you know, if you listened last week. I hope you've not had to evacuate anywhere you're at, but I hope you're okay. It, I really, I don't know. Comedy is going through a weird time right now. Everything is strange. And you know what's bizarre about it also is that I feel like there's a strange kind of relief. I don't know what this says about me, but there's a strange kind of relief that comes along with just letting things go. It's almost like I can't do anything, so I'm just appreciating the fact that I can't do anything. I, don't, <laughs> I can't go out. I can't book shows. I can't like, you know, I'm sure other people are working I'm sure other people are saying, like, you can book shows. This is now the time is the is the time is now to put out more content than ever. Yeah, I don't know. I also feel like it's a strange vacation. Like nothing can happen, so I don't need to put pressure on myself to do anything. Hopefully you haven't been affected. Hopefully you haven't lost your job or your income. Hopefully everything is okay. Hopefully all your loved ones are safe. They're not sick. I mean, this is gonna really mess us up. The Trump administration says uh, he think they think a hundred to two hundred k deaths in just the United States from COVID nineteen. Obviously, if you're listening to this in Kingston, Jamaica, or the Russian Federation, actually in the Russian Federation, you're fine. According to your news outlets, nobody has COVID nineteen. Um, but if you're if you're listening to this from wherever you are, uh, your area might be hit pretty hit even worse. You know, Italy's losing a thousand people a day almost. It's starting to curve and come down, thank God. But it's a very weird time. It's a very weird time. And, uh, you know, I think that I will say this. I feel like things are just hard. If you're trying to do anything in your life, things are just hard. You know, I tried to make this TV show. It's been nothing but a, a, a slog the entire time. You know, it's it's not been easy. It's been difficult, and it's been, it has been fun. I think life is fun because of adversity, and I'm trying to find the joy in my reduced situation, uh, basically. And, and here I am in Chicago, staying at home, indoors, uh, with my partner over here, and we've just, uh, we've just been chilling, just been chilling out. And uh, she's here every day. I'm here every day. I see zero no new people, <laughs> zero new people, and for an extrovert, that's extremely difficult. So, uh, hopefully, you're an introvert. You're probably thriving. You're probably doing great right now. But here's a guy on the pod today that I'm. Ex- I've, I was excited to meet. I was excited to sit down and talk with him. I met him at New York Television Festival in 2018. Uh, he was a, a young dude working for College Humor, was a young executive, had it was teamed up with an executive from True, True TV who ended up uh, reviewing and, and kind of even doing a little mentorship on our project. And Adam's a funny dude. Adam is really funny. He's really creative. And he's so much fun to talk to. And he's just a chill, chill guy. So we sat down in my New York apartment to chat a little bit. And I was really glad I got the time, especially before you know, New York City shut down completely uh, because of this crisis. So, um, Adam, was super happy to have you, and if you're listening. And I hope you and your lady are well. You guys are a very cute couple, by the way. And, uh, and without further ado, here we go. 
Uh, We're here to talk to you about a website called Squarespace.com. Welcome to welcome to Squarespace. Build the future with Squarespace. <laughs> Me undies. Me undies. Brought to you pod today. Brought to you by. How many pods do you do? Do you do a lot of podcasts? I really don't. I I will say that this is uh, this is actually my first <sighs> like sit down podcast. Appearance. Are you serious? I, this I, is the first one. I guess I'll probably just hold this mic like a fucking. <laughs> I need to aim it towards my face, and I'm just gonna turn the. The, the gain up on it. I got to talk. So for the listener, uh, I forgot my fucking, uh, the mic has a, a table clip. You got to clip the mic to the table if you're using a boom arm and then you can move it around your face. And I forgot my boom arm at the last place I did an interview at. And cause like this is portable equipment. I like right. can go all over the place with it. And now I have to use something that sits on the table. And so I'm like stooping down like I'm about to pounce on Adam. It's freaking ridiculous. Uh, thanks for being able to come over and do this today, man. Yeah, of course. We've known each other for a year and a half now, is it? Yeah, it's, almost two yeah, years. Yeah. Almost two years. Met at NYTVF. Uh, what were you? You weren't involved with uh, a, like a project that was there, were you? No, I got lucky. I'm, I'm like a... <laughs> I was like a part of this like networking group, and I got roped in as like oh, the that's right. next generation of, like, t- of TV. And then the next TV. year, the fucking thing went defunct. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is what you get. It was so sad because it was such a good, it was a really cool opportunity to actually like meet oh, all of these people. It was and like, great. Yeah. Who was your advisor? That was it. Rohit from True TV. Who was it? Oh, I had a mentor, uh, and I still have her. Anna Maria Sofilas. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, and yeah, she was like a development executive at CISO and NBC. Oh yeah, at CISO. <laughs> I know. I just got lunch with her, and we're you know we're both just like, all right, well, CISO went down. Now, College <laughs> yeah. Humor's dropout. Oh no. Went under and yeah. So what was working at College Humor like, man? It was really cool. Um, you know, I definitely was only there from I guess twenty seventeen to, to twenty twenty. So I, I missed the the peak the college pe- the, yeah. you know, college humor that was ten years ago. Uh, yeah. Well they had a, I mean that the run for that company it's still around, but right. like the run for that company was enormous. Yeah, no, I mean look, they started in ninety nine, which is like crazy. Crazy to think about. Yeah. We were pre YouTube, which is wild. You know, we had the first like wide stream video player and then the co-founders like Ricky Van Veen then started Vimeo because they're like, oh yeah, why not? Yeah, let's just so, keep going. Yeah, I mean, you know, immensely successful. But no, I I got to be there, you know, with the rise of like Drawfee, which is like the, you know, improvised, you know, drawing, which is very funny. And then also, you know, I started working on Twitch a lot. I got, I've got opinions on Twitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, dude, Twitch Gen is, Z. I don't know about them. It's still going, it's still going way strong, Twitch, right? I mean, like, people blow up on that platform all the time, I feel like. Yes. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like you're about to tell me. No, no, no. I mean, you say, you say blow up. I feel like people blow up on, like, TikTok and Twitter. Yeah, that's true. For, for Twitch, you I, have to put in, like, you a ton know, of time. So to, much time uh, to like, you know, make a schedule of you going live and playing one game and doing one thing that people are like, oh yeah, no, no, no. on Tuesdays at like, you know, three a.m. That's I when I play. That's yeah. when I play World of Warcraft. Or well, World of Warcraft not anymore. Probably it's probably you know, there's like a million other games now. I know one person who plays on Twitch, and she's a hot chick and has a ridiculous following. 
Yeah. Like, it's insane how many yeah. people follow her. And it just is like, does a hot chick playing a playing fucking, I think she plays, uh, uh, what are those? Uh, Total War, Warhammer. I think I don't, I don't even I, know the game, yeah. but yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, can I tell you the craziest thing about Twitch, especially with, like gamer girls. First, you know that you can buy gamer girl bath water. That's a thing. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> it's crazy. What the fuck? People pay like an an enormous amount of money for that. And then two, I, there was a show on Twitch. I don't know the name of it, and I don't want to plug it either way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing is that it's a call in show where there's like four gamer girls. Okay, they're like gamer girls and also just like adult film stars. All right, and. You can pay like a lot of crossover there, a lot of a whole bunch of oh, yeah. Um, audience, same exact audience. Uh, it probably mostly is. <laughs> you can guys pay like 20 to like 50 bucks to like call into this show and just be like, Look, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god, this mic. <laughs> they call into the show and they're like, Hey, I've got a girlfriend, and you know, she's like sort of ghosting me right now. I don't know what to do, and they get like. 10 seconds for like a, like they like they're like paying money for their advice it's like these for porn stars and gamer girls yeah why the fuck would they know anything they about get, they get to go live oh in front God. of like all these people yeah this There's is like so 5, this is so fucking ridiculous viewers, like, asking women for advice on what to do with other women is like a total it's a total shark on man like they paying they, for advice yeah like that's sorry like you can i i have no problem asking for advice for anyone but but you know especially from that group those two groups of people right not like they're i get we get porn stars on the pod like right i i i think they're great people and all and and all, everyone i've spoken to on this podcast has been intelligent and i would take or ask their advice but i feel like <laughs> until indiscriminately now. asking a porn star's advice doesn't feel like the best way to like try to figure out your relationship problem no it's not i don't think it's i don't think it's super helpful um and just paying for advice too i mean at least therapy you get somewhere that's in network you know it's all out of network i don't know it's all all out of network is this covered by my yeah i can't use my hsa for this (laughs) Uh, blue cross blue shield that's so funny blue cross of new york doesn't cover me dialing in to (laughs) Dana Diarmans. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I would love to get her on the pod, dude. What, uh, uh, what porn stars have you had on the pod? Uh, I had Sylvia Sage on the pod. She's uh Okay, I don't know her a, work. Yeah, she's uh, a big fan of her canon. Um uh yeah, she's she's a comedian also. Okay. And um and has some funny clips. She was on uh Andrew Schultz's podcast a while ago. Oh, nice. And is funny, funny to talk to, loves comedy. Um, has done comedy longer than she's done porn. Okay. And uh, and she, I shall probably have her back on the pod again. She's really fun. And uh, and then I had Chanel Preston on the pod. Okay. And I was gonna have. I know that name. Uh, do you know? Um. Uh. Do you know? God damn it! Not Jaden James. Who the fuck? I'm gonna. Do you remember the porn star that broke up? Uh. uh who's the golfer? Tiger Woods' uh, relationship. Do you remember that? I remember the Jacqueline the James. Story. That's Jacqueline her name. James. She okay. uh so so Tiger Woods uh you know was and cheated on his, his wife car and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. She, that was her. I was gonna have her on the pod. She's a friend of a friend. And then wow. I guess I don't know what the deal was if she got cold feet or whatever, but yeah. decided to like back out. Yeah, she's um turns out she's like a fr- my my network is really weird because they talk about like six degrees of separate. You're like you sure, you can sure. connect with anybody in the world. But it's funny to me because when I start going through the rabbit hole in terms of like who do I know who actually knows this person, 
it's really bizarre to find out like what connections you actually have to people. Right. Like, cause I've jerked off to J- J- like Jacqueline James like a bunch of times. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I know. Turns out my friend Ashley's friends with you. <laughs> and Ashley listens to this podcast. No. Yeah, Ashley. <laughs> now, Ashley's going to be on this podcast. She's actually a nice. successful. Uh, I guess it depends on what you mean by successful, Brendan. But. She's a successful, like, (laughs) singer, which is what what she's always wanted to be. Right. Yeah, she's, like, the singer. She's the hot, like, white chick singer that, like, a fucking serious black rapper dude wants to have on stage with him. Do you know what I mean? Great. Like, he's going to do the verse, and it's going to be, like, fucking tough and about, you know, hustling or whatever. And then she's the chick who, like, comes, who's, like, is the backup. Is, like, I don't want to say a backup singer, but, like, she then sings the chorus. Oh, dude, she sings the chorus. That's all I had to say. Yeah. Like, that's... (laughs) You know, like the most you didn't important. You need to drop all this racist <laughs> shit, Brendan. <laughs> you know the most important part of the song that everyone likes and sings to. She but does she that. She does that. <laughs> she's the one who does that. That's great. Yeah, she's uh, she's always wanted to. I, it's funny because I dated her in like college for a minute. Okay. And she nice. was like, I want to be a singer, and I was like, I want to be a comedian, and like, you know, here right. we are. One of us is successful. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what were you? So when we met, you were hanging out. And I thought you were a cool ass dude. I was like, man, Adam's connected to people. Thought. <laughs> now that we're sitting down. Now I'm at after meeting all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like Adam knows a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah, right. They were all nice guys. Uh, but no, no. I mean, like you were working at College Humor and did a whole bunch of stuff with these guys, and now you've got a new thing which we can't talk about because it's so fresh. But it sounds like a great opportunity. It'll be cool. Yeah, I mean, really, just being able to be a producer and pay comedians to just do things that they love doing and are, are already doing. It's it's just a great opportunity there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I really want to get, you know, I'm really just producing more and more shows, live shows. And Are and, you? Uh, really? Yeah, I'm well, starting to. That's pretty I'm dope. Starting, yeah. I went through this thing in Chicago just before I came out here. I was producing, I called it 20 by 9, I was producing a show every single day the goal was to do 20 minutes on stage every night for nine months and it was like insane i had like a ridiculous number of shows around the city it was super unhelpful but i i'm like a crazy person i think but anyway i just wanted to say that's fucking cool that you're doing all of that stuff yeah what's the impetus like what is the what's the 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 shows you're producing um well one show is called highly debatable which is uh, oh, I think I think show. I've seen you post about that. Yeah, it's one of those. It's a like stand up showcase followed by like a pop culture debate, and then we just like bring out a volcano and like get the <laughs> comics baked, which is like super <laughs> fun and like we technically can't really do it anymore in New York. You know, what? I mean, it's just not legal. But uh, like, well, yeah, I know. But but elsewhere, you know, whether it's Massachusetts or California, yeah. You know, it is legal there. So I think it would be just a dope show. Literally. Any network. Hey. <laughs> I kind of feel like that should be, it feels like that show should be picked up by by some media group already. Vice. Yeah, right? I it mean, sounds it, like a Vice show. It could be, man. It sounds like it should be on Viceland or Viceland if that's still channels even going anymore. Viceland would pick it up. Viceland, Viceland no way. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Oh, my God. I've had zero alcohol this morning and I can't talk. Uh, I had for the I was telling you for the first yeah. time in like since New Year's I had a few drinks last night. Yeah, he's and relapsing, I'm, guys. I'm so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Falling off the wagon so hard. 
<laughs> I wish I should crack that hard kombucha that's in the fucking fridge. <laughs> a hard kombucha. Yeah, four point five percent alcohol. <laughs> wow. I know, man. I'm gonna get so fucked up. <laughs> is that? Did you buy it like that, or is that like a? Is that like a hard? Or did you? Were you just like? Did you like pour it? Pour some stuff in there? No, it's the it was made like that. Yeah, it's like kombucha beer. It's like becoming a really popular yeah. thing because you know millennials want to get right. fucked up, but we want to be healthy. My girlfriend loves kombucha. kombucha That's tequila, why tequila. Like yeah, my girlfriend makes kombucha. Wow, makes it. I mean, you didn't have to one up me, but like that's cool, I guess. <laughs> Dude, we're trying to go for hip, most hip hipster couple. Yeah. It's like comedy. She does yoga. She makes kombucha. I roast my own coffee beans. Yeah, <sighs> please. I've got a Valentine's Day gift ca- gift bag underneath here. I will, I will, I will start <laughs> unboxing. <laughs> Is this all stuff that this tiger spice <laughs> chai tea? Okay, you can only get this on Amazon.com. David that's, Rio that's, exclusive. It's an Amazon exclusive. Settlers of Catan, Catan ex- expansion seafarers. Yeah. Oh my God. The Settlers of Catan is a that's a serious game, man. It really is. It's very fun. And then a little Yeti. Oh my God. This is a great Yeti. It's a great Yeti. Look at this know. thing. Blue. What? It's like a dark blue. It's really. She nice. got this for you. I know. She. It's. It's not fair. What the fuck? Man? I definitely did not get her the you know ten dollar Russell Stover's chocolates <laughs> from CVS. <laughs> hope she doesn't listen to this no my card was dope though she doesn't listen to this uh my girlfriend and i didn't get each other anything because we don't believe in this holiday you know i said that to her before we gave gifts i was like we don't believe in this right and then yeah. she just pulls out, out fucking settlers of Catan. Ex- ex- you know is it Catan or Catan? whatever you say Catan, i say viceland <laughs> i was about to <laughs> just literally about to make that joke god damn it <laughs> i say Catan, you say vice vi- viceland I should I should call it Visseland. <laughs> Visseland. <laughs> that sounds. That's when when the Vikings landed in Visseland. <laughs> I can't believe they haven't picked up that. That's such a good idea for a show, man. Getting debate and and getting baked and all that shit. Right. It sounds like something that I'm trying to think. Maybe Compound would even be interested in. You know, if you want to be associated with those guys. Compound. Compound Media. Okay. Are you I'm not familiar? Th- maybe not. Oh man. I'm thinking of Complex. I think. Complex, yeah, different different thing. Okay, okay. Complex would be probably be interested in that too, though. Right. I mean, as long as like ninety percent of the people on it were people of color, probably. Yeah, I mean, which why not? Easily, yeah. You can go ahead and do that. Uh, I have uh, some buddies who are on the Complex sketch show. It's pretty good. I had a, yeah, like Kellen Schneider was on there. Like Ada Osman, I think, was also on there. Yeah, Nick Ogle. Uh, who's hilarious and from Chicago. I've known that guy for years. Nice. Yeah, he was kind of, you knew even back then, you kind of be like, he's going to make it somewhere. He had his face up in uh, fucking Times Square. Wow. I was, what an asshole, right? Oh, they all, <laughs> wait, they all, they all did. Yeah. I mean, they all did, but he did yeah, also. Yeah. I, t- I should have taken a photo, but I texted him. I'm like, I just saw you in Times Square. And he was like, I'm in Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm like, how did you not know that you're going to be in? He didn't know, apparently. Wow. So. Uh, these guys, you know, what's it, what's it feel like to, I feel like you're a hardworking guy. You know what I mean? Some of, one of these things got to catch like really hard soon, right? I hope so. No, I, I definitely, I definitely do. Um, you know, I want to, I want to make like a thrift shop show too. I'm trying to, trying to get that off the ground. Like you're going fun. thrifting and somebody's like comedians helping customers out. Ooh, that's a funny idea. Yeah. Um, I had a buddy, um, in uh in Chicago who did a show uh Tucker Brookshire called Untucked and it would be him mm-hmm. walking through a thrift shop 
finding out what by the way for the listener that's the radiator and you'll know that if you're from new york (laughs) (laughs) we're doing shots every time we hear the radiator we're gonna be fucked up in 10 minutes um (laughs) that moves into our lightning round (laughs) (laughs) every time it tings you're gonna go ahead and take a shot of the schnapps yeah yeah anyway untucked was a show where he would walk around in the He'd walk around in a thrift shop and basically just look at this shit and talk oh, yeah. about it. And it was hilarious. I loved watching it. Right. It, it It's weird because it feels like that's what a lot of this media is moving to. Like like TikTok does this. YouTube kind of does this. Like when Instagram TV, it almost feels like you're. it's moving to this. Like you're just hanging out with somebody. Oh, yeah. And no, that's what totally. it is. Like even, It's a podcast. That's basically what it is. Like, oh, you want to be friends with this person? Oh, why don't you just listen to them in your ear? Like, forever, everywhere you go. Yeah, put it on binge watch, binge listen, binge watch. That's a term I haven't even said in a while. Binge watch. Anyway, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, no, I I think it's great. Um, something that I forget what comic said this, but they're like, you ever meet a comic from Chicago? All they hang out with are other people from Chicago. And it's like, you guys just travel as a fucking, a fucking pack. pack yeah. A little pack of bears. Yeah. Little cubs uh, going around place to place. Yeah, that's pretty true. Uh, the same is true with people from Detroit. I'm originally from Detroit. Right, right, right. And I feel like uh, most of the time, if I run into other people from Detroit, I'm immediately like, want to go get a hang out, get a drink? Like, you could have l- nothing else in common. Right. Just that one thing that it's you grew up in the 313 area code. Mm-hmm. And people are like, yeah, 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 man. And then when you get together, you literally talk about nothing. You have nothing in common. Right. And you're like, do you ever go down to like, Miller's Pub, man, you get like, you know, Miller's Burgers. Oh, shit, man, you know, on Dearborn and Michigan Ave. And then you're like, yeah, that place. And like, that, that's the whole conversation. <laughs> My immediate thought when you said Detroit, just again, like first thing was just like, oh, yeah, eight mile. Oh, yeah. Which is like dumb because I'm from New Orleans. And then I say New Orleans, people like, oh, the Mardi Gras? Do you like, do you like <laughs> drink on Bourbon Street? And I'm just like, fuck you, dude. People all, that is so funny, man. But people, that was, again, that was my first thought. I was like, but I'm not going to say it. Like, I'm not going to just. I'm not gonna be like, oh, like, what? What are your thoughts on Eminem? Like, Marshall Mathers. People say that, or they go, Kid Rock. What do you think of Kid Rock? I'm like, oh, I he's fucking from, love Kid he's Rock. From Detroit. Yeah, he's from Romeo, Michigan, which is just north of Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, and I fucking I, whatever. I love him. He's a great. People are like, what a fucking weird. And I'm like, that he. You don't understand. He represents to people from that area, right? So much. Like there are pe- like him when you see him with his long hair and mm-hmm. his A-frame wife beater shirt and his fucking fedora on, yeah, and his badass beer that he's made in his own company, that represents the pinnacle of success for people <laughs> around so Metro funny. Detroit. They're like, yeah, dude, yeah, he's like, gr-. like it's that aesthetic resonates with people from that area. Yeah. Related, but do you like the Black Keys, the band? Yeah, familiar. Short story, but. Uh, my, I have a friend who um, was actually like Adam Devine from like, again, like Workaholics was like his like writing partner. Uh-huh. Right? I don't know if I ever told you the story. And uh, they were actually at Jazz Fest seeing the Black Keys. They were like backstage. Okay. And after they performed, this is back in, you know, 2013. Okay. After they performed, like, you know, Dan Auerbach, lead singer with the Black Keys, yeah. like, sits them down and it's like, you guys want to hear a crazy story? And they're like, yeah, what? Dan Auerbach's about to tell us a crazy story. Dan's like, so I was driving home after a show in Nashville a few weeks ago, and I was really, really drunk. And everyone's, and the guys are like, what? Like, that's, huh? That's not safe, Dan. Yeah. 
and uh and and Dan goes, "Yeah." And I got uh, I got pulled over by a Tennessee state trooper. Shit. And the guy's like license and registration. And Dan's like, "Officer, you know, we actually we're actually just the next exit, license and registration officer. Uh, you know, if you could just let this slide, you know, we actually just sold out, you know, the arena right there, license and registration officer." My name's Dan. I'm a member of a band called the Black Keys. License, regist- license and <laughs> registration. Oh my God, he's just digging himself into a hole. At that point, in the passenger seat, Kid Rock leans over and goes, "Officer, do we have an issue here?" Officer freaks out. <laughs> okay, and goes, "Holy shit, is that Kid Rock?" Oh my God, you're Kid Rock. <laughs> Asks him to get out of the car, not for a sobriety test. Takes the selfie, like goes crazy over Kid Rock. Says, "You guys have a great night." Yeah. You don't, like, you don't understand, Kid Rock man. Saving the day. If you voted Trump, you fucking love Kid Rock. Like, he saw that coming so far away. But people, like, joke around. They're like, oh, he's going to run for Michigan State, se- like, state senator. Right. That's so ridiculous. He would win in a heartbeat. Dude, it's not even a joke anymore. Dude, like, people, I mean, people love him, man. And, like, and it's so, it's so weird because he can't, okay, so he created this beer called Badass Beer, right? Badass Lager. Okay. You can't buy it outside of the state of Michigan. And <laughs> it's not legal. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not legal. It's made by the Atwater Brewing Company in downtown Detroit. Okay. Which is shout out to Tony Rocco, who's a friend of mine from my hometown. He does all the artwork for the Atwater Brewing Company. He's fuck- I need to get him on the pod actually. Next time I'm home, his his art is like blown up. I wanted to commission him to do a series of portraits of comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a very distinct art style, and. He, when we first started talking about it, he was like, all right, cool. It'll cost like a few thousand dollars because I wanted like five of them done. I think I wanted um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Louis C.K., uh, uh, Woody Allen, and uh, George Carlin. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. This shows you how long ago this was. (laughs) And uh, Bill Cosby, Louis C.K., Aziz Ansari, just in 2016. Uh, And uh, Roman Polanski. Why not? (laughs) Let's just put them all up there. Yeah, and uh, actually Harvey Weinstein too. Let's yeah. sorry Aziz, just I threw a year in there too. No. Oh my God, yeah, that shows you how long ago this was. So yeah, I sorry. So he tells me he's like, yeah, I can do them for you know whatever amount of money. I was like, cool. And then I kind of sat on it for a while, and then I like move into this apartment years later, and I'm like, okay, now is the perfect time to get them. And I reach out to him I'm like, hey, can you do that project? And he's like, dude, I'm so outside of your price range now. He's like, there's no fucking way you're gonna be able to afford me oh my doing gosh. this. Yeah. So, and then now, now it's enough years that I don't want to get most of them <laughs> done. I, but I mean, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, uh, you know, obviously and uh, George Carlin still worth, worth doing, oh, yeah. but, um, anyway, and maybe Louie, we'll see in a couple of years, I might take that back. <laughs> we'll see if he get if he, if he can enter society again. Uh, where the fuck was the story going? Okay. So badass beer, badass beer. So badass beer, which you can only get in, in Michigan. It like sells out like every year. They only do so much of it and it sells out every year. So the release is kind of like a big deal sometimes. Right. And, and, and Kid Rock decided to do the release personally at like a few years ago at Outwater. And he's like, we're going to have a, he's like going to have a concert, like all this shit. It was so, I mean, it sold out moments after like this opened up and they released tickets and the line was like, down and around the block it stretched so far into like bad areas of detroit that wow. people were like worried that's how fucking popular this dude is wow i know right Oof. And, and people but i it's like i just had this conversation with someone the other day it's like that when you fly over states have their own culture man 
and they're not all the same. Right. And people on the coast just don't get it. I know. I think it's interesting that you said that, you know, this line spilled over into, like, bad areas of Detroit. I was like, these people in line are bad people, right? (laughs) So, like, (laughs) them being in... (laughs) bad air does that change anything like no i'm just messing around oh my god that's so funny yeah <laughs> like are you concerned about these people you know i don't think i don't think these people care about their own well-being so no i'm i went out i went i was talking to this this uh woman the other day uh, out of the out of, out of this bar and <laughs> now every great story starts i know i know right i was talking to this woman at this bar and uh, she was, we got into talking about gun control, which is a great topic for speaking at a, at a I wasn't right. drinking. Yeah. And so I, we were just, I don't even know how we got into this topic, but it happened really quickly. And she was like, there's no reason for anybody to own a gun, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, where did you grow up? And she's like, I grew up in Manhattan. And I'm like, okay, so you have no <laughs> fucking concept of what it's like right. to live in the Manistee National Forest like I did for right. a, a whole year with my family or right. it's like it's a totally different world like it's super and pe- like people don't get it at all they don't no I mean I, I grew up in New Orleans again where like you know my best friend would have just like a whole gun closet and for me it's like that's insane and yeah. like studies show that they're like oh we need a freaking whole you know armory of machinery of of guns just for protection it's like no you're like more likely to use those on yourself Yourself. yeah yeah i mean like but you know like just as an example northern michigan and the manistee national forest but even further up like the hiawatha national forest and all these places way up in upper peninsula michigan there are people who live up there who hunt for food and that's their food right like that's what they do they make almost no money like the average income up there is like 16k a year people like barely get by there's no economy to speak of really and then they go out they shoot a couple of deer that's meat for a a month for more maybe longer right you know and that's how they live for most of the time so it's weird to think about because you're like, it's not even just like people talk about like home defense and this stuff, but there's people who own guns who just go shoot like shooting at shooting ranges and stuff. I don't know. I, I think I asked her the question. I was like, what is the difference between she's like, well, that's dumb. You shouldn't be able to do that. And I'm like, well, what about what's the difference between that functionally and like fencing or something? Right. Like it's just similar sports. Right. And she whatever. We don't have to go down the rabbit hole. But. No, no, no. That's interesting. My my cousin is like uh, he went to you know, you pen on a fencing scholarship, which I still think is like the nerdiest thing of, I've ever heard of my entire life. We were, I, that is so funny. Yeah. No, fencing is, fencing's wild. You ever been to a fencing match? Oh yeah, dude. I used to, I used to do Renaissance style period fencing years wow. ago. I know. Uh, yeah, it's bad. That's wild. It's even more nerdy than regular fencing. Right. Cause it's like, how would you actually fight someone with a sword? It's not a sport. It's like a martial art, except it's like, why the fuck would you ever walk around with a goddamn sword? You know, never going to happen. Keep thinking of that movie, Role Models, yeah. with LARPing. Oh, yeah. I used to do that. Yeah. You used to do that? Yeah. Hell yeah. I totally, I mean, you, you can look at my beard, dude. I 100% did LARPing. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I used to get dressed up. I, play, I played a character called Hrothgar of the Beogar. Hrothgar. Hrothgar. Yeah. I hope he had a lisp too. <laughs> it's Hothgar of the Rebothgar. My name's Hothgar of the Beogar. 
I'm coming here to. It would be really funny if I tried to do that as like a very angry like. We are going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> just lisping the whole time. I think the, one of the funniest parts of that movie is just like how they go to like, you know, a fast food chain restaurant afterwards, and they're still in all their gear. Oh yeah, we would do that. And they're just like, oh yeah, so like that was fun. Uh, what are you guys doing next week? Like, you know, it's, I mean, it's so much <laughs> like, fucking fun. Does it end, or do you are you still in character when you're? At no, the, yeah, yeah, no, you're you not in character be. anymore. Right, it's been but, three hours. Yeah, right? you can't. Yeah, you're. But I mean, like you, you, I would go for a whole weekend. I can't believe you've never done this. I haven't. It's just like so much fun. You said right. I haven't with so much, <laughs> <laughs> like, like so much regret. I haven't. Yeah, I play Settlers of, Settlers of Catan. You would like it. Yeah. I feel like you're the kind of guy who would like it. You cuz it's like it's like Halloween for grown-ups. Right. Except there's rules. So it's it's like there's mm-hmm. you know like you dress up as this character and you just kind of leave your life for like a like we we would I we go for a whole weekend. Right. We would go to this is back when I was in college and we would go to the uh Brighton uh Western was it I think it was called the Western Lakes Recreation Area. Or something. It was around the town of Brighton, Michigan. And we'd rent the entire campground, which was like not that much. I mean, it wasn't insane to do for a couple of days. Right. And then you would go out and for two days and from Friday night until Saturday or Sunday afternoon, you were in character the whole time. And there would be like maybe at the most, probably like a hundred something people who would wander around and you just be in character all the time. And it was a, it was a blast. You could like, you talk so to people cool. in character, you'd like, you know, you'd have these fake weapons like they had in the movie and you guys would like fight each other with them. And there was like a storyline and all this kind of stuff. It was like, it was crazy. That's so cool. No, that, that, that is cool. Just imagining, uh, you know, like really being into it. How old were you? I was like 20. I think it was 19 and 20 is when I was doing it. Okay. So like before I had sex for the first time. Right, right, right. No, for sure. I put that together. You didn't have to say that. Oh, oh man. man. Before before you could, uh, quote, talk to a woman at a bar. Oh, yeah. You know? No way. Yeah. I mean, that was, I couldn't talk to a woman, period. Yeah. Let alone at a bar. Yeah, no, no, no chance. <laughs> was it was, what, was the, what was the gender breakdown of this? Uh, You'd be surprised a lot of women did it. Yeah, yeah it was I'm probably, sure. it was it, it was definitely skewed towards beardy, neck beardy dudes. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. no doubt there. But I think it was more like 60-40. It wasn't, okay. Which, you know, you'd be surprised. Like, and, and there are people who I know, I don't really keep in touch with them now, but I was friends with back then who met their, who became their husband and wife, like, through this game. Wow, yeah. Because, I mean, like, if you connect with somebody, if this is important enough to you. Sure. That you go do it, it makes sense that you would meet somebody. Oh, yeah. Because, like, how the fuck else are you going to be in a, in a relationship with somebody where, like, yeah, I'm going to go dress up? Well, it's better that you meet them. In person at this event rather than just like on a message board. Yeah, right. Talking about the same thing. Yeah. Because people meet that way too. There needs to be, a, that's a, that's, that's a niche that needs to be filled. LarpersConnect.com. Oh, it's yeah. It's like cat people meet or something. It's, just, it's, just, it's, another, it's another dating app. It's another know? dating, it's another dating app except just for LARPers. I love it. <laughs> did you, did you meet your girlfriend online? Uh, okay, Cupid. Yeah. Hinge. Yeah, you guys met on Hint. Did you delete it? That's the point of the app. Oh yeah, no, I sure did. I do. I do some branded content for Hinge right now, and so it's a great office. They have a. Uh, I'll never forget. I was just there a few weeks ago. They have a a drink that's a like, you know, caffeinated seltzer. 
Uh huh. It's not. Uh, it doesn't have alcohol, but it like it's a caffeinated seltzer. I mean, that's what more could you want? In Jesus, life? man. There's these. I mean, we're entering a time and place that our forefathers could only have dreamt of in their wildest imagination. Can you imagine if you had White Claw freshman year of college? I'd be dead. I, I would. I would actually be dead. <laughs> I had so much like just like shitty. Like Burnett's vodka. Mad Dog 50-50. Oh, dude. Matt, that's what I would have at Mardi I mean, 2020. What am I talking 2020, about? 2020, yeah. God damn it. That's how fucked up my brain is from drinking. But you're thinking of like 40 ounces, and then you're like, oh, no. What's better than a 40 ounce? 50 ounce. 50 ounce. Dude, Mad Dog 2020 was the official drink of the uh, group that I was in. Uh, in my So there was a I was in a fraternity in college, and right. there was like subgroups in the fraternity. And our official group... They were like family groups, and our right, right. I know. Our official drink was Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, and we were hungover all the time. Ours was Four Horsemen. Have you heard of this? Wait, Jose Cuervo, Jim. Uh, yeah, it's every BM. alcohol. It's fucking. Terrible. It's it's like four awful. It's like a tequila and three whiskeys. Yeah, it's Jack not, Daniels. It's not good. And then some other guy's name. Right. Is that I'm right? Right? Is that it? Yeah, it is. It's, There's a god damn it, Adam. How are you? Are you? How are you here? I mean, I, I didn't drink a lot of it, but it's also crazy because, you know, they would have it for, you know, I don't know, like once a year at these like big parties. But then, okay, I'm sorry, but it costs like $60 just to get the materials for this drink. It's like, this is so expensive, man. You know, like, I wish Johnny I wish, Walker. That was Johnny the last Walker. one. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> Can you imagine if you made that drink with Johnny Walker Blue? <laughs> just all these other shitty <laughs> whiskeys. Dude, I, I oh, man. I mean, I wish our drink was Coors Light. Well, we did, when I lived in France, the drink that was the French equivalent of of the Four Horsemen was Le TGV, Le TGV, which is the name for the bullet the bullet train that goes that goes around France. The silver bullet. Yeah, TGV, the TGV. TGV. It's like a, I forget what it is, but it's like a magnetic, you know, train that like lifts off the track and like flies at like 500 miles an hour. It's like super freaking fast, man. And uh, the drink is tequila, gin, and vodka. It's horrible. Okay. But at every party, for some reason, in 2013, when I was living in France, they were like, TGV, TGV? It's like a tequila sunrise, but they're like, we want to add vodka. We're going to add some vodka to this. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, it was rough. It was a rough time. I love, do you like mezcal? I love mezcal. I, that's all I drink. It's like gas, it's like gasoline. Oh, don't say that. I smell great drinking mezcal. No, um, I love mezcal and tequila are the only things I drink now. Really? I mean, but I only liquor. Yeah, I mean, I drink kombucha beer. Apparently. Yeah. Right. <laughs> whatever makes it. Whatever. Whatever. You know. Whatever twenty-one-year-old yogis, yogi girls recommend to me. I know. That's pretty much what I go after. Did you know that Coors Light, at least in Chinatown, they sell it for so cheap? Really? Yeah, you can get a six pack of Why? Coors Light for like six bucks. You would think it would be something Chinese, like Tsingtao or like right something. Right? It's is that, is that an actual beer? beer? Or no? Yeah, I really thought you were just like no. Tsingtao is the real no. <laughs> fucking no. Wing Wong. I was like, I was like, <laughs> relax, Shane Gillis. Like, <laughs> oh my god, uh, I did his show on Compound. Nice. Yeah. He, okay. Well, I ran into the. I met him after uh, that happened right. at the, at the stand. Yeah, and I was in the bathroom, and I don't know. Have you been to the stand comedy club? I have. Yeah, the new one. Yeah, and right in the stand in the bathroom, you've been to the men's bathroom. There's two urinals in there, mm-hmm. but they're situated 
such that you can there it's like if you go to use the far one there's no geometry that would allow you to leave if someone else is there. Right. No, I know, I've been to the bathroom there. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so I'm on the far one, and then Shane right. Gillis walks in and starts using the other one. And he's such a big dude. Like, I can't leave. So I'm done peeing, and I have to just stand there and wait. <laughs> That's so funny. It's such a small area. <laughs> yeah, it's such a small. And he just starts laughing because he's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Dude, it's... <laughs> Uh, that club is that club is so much fun. Just try to leave. Yeah, it's really nice. There's like a restaurant there. It's like it's really nice. No. Dude, it's uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Right, right near Union Square, like right around the corner. Right. Great location. Dude, it's perfect. Yeah. Is that where? Where does your girlfriend live? She lives right by Union Square. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you got you got the end. It's so you got great. the pad. Yeah, I know. And I'm off like the Bedford L. It's like Oof. it's nice. That's yeah. perfect. You just jump right on and head over. I know. God damn, man. It's it's a good life. I uh, mean, I'm, I'm on the L, which is, you know, which is fine. Could be worse. Could be worse. I know. It's not as bad as the S train. Jesus. You take the S at some point? I took the S the other day. I had to go oh, from yeah. it's a Times Square. Grand Central to Times Square to transfer right. to the one. And uh, I wanted to kill myself. Oh, yeah. It's not a good train. It's the worst. It was one stop. It's the worst. It should be the most breeziest train in New York, and it's right. instead it's like, I should have walked. Yeah, no, you should have. It's not even that far. It's not. I wish they would advertise it as the breeziest train. The breeziest train <laughs> in New York. Uh, that's great. Uh, well, so uh, you grew up in. So I want to pull back. You grew right. up in New Orleans, I uh, did. which I didn't know. I think until now. I love that town, man. How it's often great. you go back? I'm actually going back for Jazz Fest, which I'm super pumped that about. That sounds are you a jazz fan? You don't have to be it's not just jazz music. We're seeing like, you know, I mean my girlfriend loves Maggie Rogers. We're seeing Maggie Rogers, like the Who is performing. Really? Grateful Dead and Co. What? Like, uh Lizzo. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think the Beach Boys are also performing. Lizzo like, feels like writers. it feels like New Orleans is Lizzo's natural town. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's where she she if she <laughs> It's so weird. It feels like yeah. spiritually that's where she's supposed to be from. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. I I really only go back like once a year for Thanksgiving, just to be like, okay, you know, I like show up at the bar that everyone goes to, I hear about who's, you know, pregnant, fat and dead and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> where in New Orleans did you grow up? What area? Metairie specifically. I mean it's just a suburb of New Orleans, but it's, you know, fifteen minutes outside the city. So that's cool, man. I, yeah. that whole city is amazing. Right. I well, think it's super what cool. What was your experience there? I went there. I've only been there once and, uh, I went there for work years ago when I worked as a, as a salesman for a container company, which sounds like a job that existed a hundred years ago. Right. Right. And you got to go down to new Orleans and sell these containers. Where uh, at the container store, The container store, <laughs> they're building the whole one down there. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I don't know what what accent that is. Uh, Would you like a newspaper? <laughs> I've got a newspaper. Pow! Take that, Hitler. The Allies drive across the <laughs> Rhine. Like it's so so ridiculous. That voice. Uh, anyway, that's fun. It's uh, I that voice. It's a uh, it's a classic. It's a it's a standard. It's yeah. an old improv standard. Yes, an old. <laughs> Wow. We pretty much play the old improv standards here. Oh, my gosh. We got your greatest improv hits. Uh, <laughs> greatest improv hits. Newsreel talker. <laughs> An odd, annoying date. <laughs> Strange neighbor. <laughs> Problematic gay voice. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. <laughs> 
Am I gay or am I a woman? You don't know until the scene is over. No. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Also, problematic a Chinese voice. Yeah. Again, where, gotta... where from? Where, where in Asia am I from? San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you're from. I grew up on the Lower East Side. <laughs> <laughs> Two bridges. Oh, the the Great Wall. No, two bridges. <laughs> no, two bridges. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it's so annoying. Take an S train. <laughs> that's. Oh man, that's so bad. Uh, yeah, right. Generic Englishman. That's the other. That's the other. Yeah. There's my British family when they go and see anybody, any American do a British accent, they're like, "Blah." How British is your family? They they live over there. Wow. Yeah, Oxford, uh, Edinburgh. Yeah, Cornwall, that whole. Wow. Yeah, other English words, you know. <laughs> they live in that area. I went over and saw Wales. Did comedy over there. I don't think they could think I'm I I don't think they could think I'm less funny. They the, yeah. the British sense of humor and American sense of humor are different enough that they just Right. A guy when I did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, a guy Yeah. A guy was I was barking to try to get people into my show, which is what everybody has to do there. Of course. And some guy walked by and he was like Right, mate, are you, are you, you what kind of comedy you do, you just make fun of yourself. You just talk about how your life is shite and everything sucks in it. I'm like, no, dude, that's not my comedy at all. Ugh. It's rubbish. And then he like walked away. <laughs> he wants to only hear about people talk about how shitty their lives are. He wants the, all that self-deprecating stuff. I know, stuff. like, yeah. well, there's a great comedy scene for you and it's called Brooklyn. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's all there is. That's so funny. I know. I went to the comedy store in London um, a couple years back. They have that there. And I asked them, I was like, are you guys connected to the comedy store in LA? And they're like, no, we just went, our owners went there and they liked it. So we just took the name. And I'm like, you can't do that anymore. Like, (laughs) We just, yeah, we just took it. Yeah. That's so English. We just colonized that idea. (laughs) That's so. That's but cultural appropriation. It is, right? <laughs> um, no, but there, the comedy store there is a lot less spooky. It's cool. The comedy store in L.A. feels like somebody's going to get murdered when you go there. I mean, someone like was or something. It's got, I mean, it's yeah. just a very, when you go, the whole, you're outside, but you're underneath right. it, and there's people around, and like, but it feels like nothing's changed in like 30 years because nothing has right and like i was just there in november and mm-hmm. uh, went to roast battle which was awesome that's great but it was definitely like there's a weird feeling of like this is the beginning of a setting of like a film noir and right in la about a comedian who gets murdered or something you watch bojack yeah yeah she like the final episodes i love that show and yeah. i i really actually appreciated how it ended right they had that like little comedy store reference, and I was like, "Oh, that's so nice! I love that." Like, uh, you were so thinking great. about moving out to LA for a minute. Yeah, I had a scary situation where you know, College Humor pretty much asked us to move to LA back in August, right before the ship went down. Right before the ship went down, and I was like, "Uh," you know, they're like, "You have two weeks to decide," and I was like, uh, "I'm going." Like, just don't fire me, Oof. right? Like, I could have, no, I would, I would have just gotten fired, like. If I said no, so I just said, yeah, sure, like bought some time and then... And then they went down. What a weird... You would have been high and dry. In November, they said like, hey, you know, 
IAC, like the parent company, is like exploring the sale of the company. Um, and so at least for people in like marketing and graphic design and like all these other departments, they're like, oh yeah, no, no, no we're going to lose our jobs. But the thinking was that like, oh, if you're on the content side, then like when a company buys you, like you, they keep the content, you know, they keep the people that are making the shows because they want to continue that. They want, they don't want to bring in new people, yeah. you know, but for marketing, it's like in other departments, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah these whatever. People, we already have people who do this. Right. So, I mean, I've been thinking about just, you know, other jobs and other projects for a while now. And then my whole team moved in late December and then, you know, January 8th, Wednesday, go into the office. And they're like, bye. Bye. They fired 120 people that day. Oh, man. It's wild. That's, wow, dude. I mean, I feel like. At least it wasn't personal. I feel like I made out like a bandit. Yeah. You know? Just because I, you know, they 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 were able to at least take care of us and give us a little severance package. That's but, good. You know, I could have just been out in August when I said no to L.A. That would have been bad news, right? Yeah. You know, or I would have had to like quit in January when everyone moved to L.A. and I like stood my ground. I also didn't want to like I was gonna have to like end a relationship, like say bye to friends. It was like not bad news. I'm not ready for that yet, you know. Yeah, I um, I'm jealous that you're working in the industry, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, aside from right this and doing comedy, I don't really work in the industry, and I, I feel like I would love to. I do, you know, sales dev still during the day. Yeah, which pays well, but yeah, I, I mean, it's not. I think it's cool to work in the business of entertainment in whatever respect. Right. No, I, I feel like it, it definitely is. As someone that was like an assistant for, you know, like a year and a half, you definitely kind of like cut your teeth and and sort of like, I mean, you every, everyone wants to be in it. And so you're competing, you know, for with jobs for people that you're competing with like, you know, over 200 people for jobs. And so that's like tough. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's a lot of jobs though. And, but these jobs that you're competing with 200 people for, they pay $15 an hour, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what what are we fighting for it's here? It's so weird. I mean, luckily they, they're doing this huge, like they did like a huge expose about like Hollywood assistants and how, you know, not all these assistants are 22, 23, you know, just fresh out of school. Some of them have families, you know, some of them are like yeah. in their like 30s. And so, you know, they did a huge like, and how they get paid nothing and right. have to work 60 hours a week. and Crazy. That's the thing about entertainment is it's a lifestyle. Like you have yeah. to – my ex-girlfriend works in the Marvel movies and lives in L.A. And I went back and we, you know, I spent, spent some time talking with her and stuff. And she, her life is like – it's like 24 hours a day. Right. She's like I – you have – it's just I have to go to these parties. I have to meet people. I have to talk with them because if I don't – I miss out on opportunities or they're like, why isn't she here when they have the conversation and like work gets done at like parties, like people decide what the schedule is going to be like next month. And if you weren't at the party to have that conversation, you're not, now you're cut out of it. Well, it's funny that you think that you're not in entertainment. I mean, (laughs) no, no, just cause you are. And I also like, I like joked about, you know, maybe that just cause this is like my first podcast, my first sit down podcast, you know, I, I asked you the other, you know, like weeks back, I was like, Hey, like, you know, we should like get lunch and catch up. And he was like, yeah, or just come on my podcast. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, right. Like I could, you like, that's what people do. Like, yeah. you know, and so it's like, 
it's funny to just kind of like see that other uh, that other side, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel like I, I mean, I guess you're right. I feel like I am an entertainer, but like I don't, you know, I don't my I don't pay my taxes on money that I make from entertainment or anything. Like, cause I just don't make that much. Cause I don't pay taxes. I don't fucking pay taxes. <laughs> I'm a I'm a citizen of Saint Kitts, and that's where all of my that's my tax haven. Right. No, I mean, like, I just you know, I'm not like, I think about this like, it's so much fucking work to just get into any kind of position. Right. And like, do you ever think? And why? Why? Let me ask you this question, Adam. I'm curious about this because why did you choose to go into it? Like, what about it is you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So I just love I love making funnies, you know. I love I love I love making jokes. No, my uh, I don't know. I think first off, everyone in my family works for a Jewish nonprofit, which is ridiculous. <laughs> that is like ridiculous to say out loud. Okay, like my sister and both my parents. My parents met at the JCC. Like that is did they really? Yeah, that is like the most Jewish thing. The JCC in New Orleans. Yeah, they met there. <laughs> And this is back when you could like meet someone at work and then like hit on them and then like it would it would work and then they they got married and yeah. had two kids. Yeah. I think it's so funny that they're I first of all it's amazing there's a Jews in New Orleans. I guess I don't yeah, ever really think like, about it. There's that. like four. Two of them are in my family. Y'all going to Temple this weekend? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I have I have Thanksgiving dinner with, with this with this dad who is from Birmingham, Alabama. And he like reads from the, you know, Sador. Oh my god, that's book. so great! And he said, "You know, Moses reached out on his outstretched arm, like he is <laughs> the biggest Southern drawl in the it world." It would be so funny to hear him speak Hebrew, like with that oh, Southern yeah. accent. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But no, I was just gonna say that, like, you know, my dad just was like always, you know, writing like family newsletters that were like all you know satirical and humorous, and yeah, I like did I did that in college. You know, I did my own like satirical sort of like website and then we expanded into like a live show that was like daily show-esque with like a that's fun the studio audience and a live band it was like yeah. it's very fun it's super cool um, so i knew that i wanted to like continue to to be in that space as like a as like a writer and producer um and then i mean you know it's it's new york or la yeah yeah not a lot of can't get a lot of uh, upward mobility in Chicago. I was going to say, I'm just shitting on the Chicago kid. Well, yeah. the problem is that it's, it, here's the problem. There's a ton of talent there. Right. And it's, and they're actually really good. No, they are. Uh, but the unfortunate truth is that there's just not a lot of opportunities to make a living doing it. Mm -hmm. One. And then two, and I learned this like when I started being like embedded here was it was like the level of competition in New York and LA is so much higher Right. Because there are people here who like this is their whole no one in Chicago, very few Chicago comedians is that's their whole job. Right. They got to do something else. They do something else. It's not their full time gig here. It's like this is your full time gig. Your full time job is to be funny professionally, whether it's telling jokes or being on podcasts or being on a show or whatever it is. Right. That's what it is. When you're starting out, it's no one's full time like yeah. job. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that wherever you are, you're still going to have to like sustain yourself in some way. My first job here was Caroline's. I worked as a waiter there. Oh really? Yeah. And so I got to like it like totally ruined stand up for me. <laughs> for like I'm not even kidding, for like two yeah. years. I like couldn't go into any comedy club. Yeah. Because I would just get anxious. And yeah. I would look at the waiters <laughs> and I would see them on their like, you know, their POS, like, you know, yeah. signing tabs. 
I even I like followed a guy out. I like someone tried to like dine and dash at Caroline's once. What? And typically their whole rule was like, all right, if it's a sold out show, who cares? You know, if yeah. someone dines and yeah, dashes yeah. cuz you got you got bigger fish to fry, you know. But there was a show, okay, and there was probably like only 30 people there. And so I have, you know, I have like 15 tables I have or you know I have like 10 tables and I'm like monitoring those people this guy okay you know he's on a date I like drop him the check and I'm not even kidding he takes a pen and just signs signs something that says like your bill is $30 right just signs it as if he paid walks out and again I'm in my like full you know waiter get up and I ran you know down two blocks Oh my god, you ran squared. up the I, stairs. I ran up turn around on Broadway. Stairs, right, like up fifty five <laughs> stairs. You're okay. fucking he's, he thinks he's gonna disappear in the time. So it sounds like it's from a movie, Adam. It it felt like it was from a movie. And so I you know, I grabbed the bouncer, who, by the way, is uh you know, it's it's Matt Stofsky. He's a comedian. Like he's not a bouncer. Like he's 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 the door guy, I guess. But he's just a, a comic. Who are you who, gonna like, beat up, dude? Right. Yeah. I mean, he's just like another nebbish Jew. You know, just yeah, like hey, me. pay your bill, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like we have the same amount of facial hair. Like we're not fooling anyone. I don't know. So we're. I hunt him down. I go, sir. I'm gonna, again, I'm like so assertive. I go, he has sir. to be like surprised that you're like oh, shocked. <laughs> and he's on a date. Right, and I go, sir, you forgot to pay your bill. And he goes, no, 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 I did. Like, look, and I'm like, you look, okay, you didn't pay. And I look over to to see like his his girl that he's on a date with. She is mortified. Okay? Oh yeah, she is so embarrassed. She won't look at me in the eyes, and I love that. Yeah, right? I love that. Right yeah, I'm away. so powerful. <laughs> I'm just ruining. Like their night and probably their relationship, because good, you don't walk yeah, out. This like, is you who you're dating, you asshole. Yeah, you don't dine a dash. They also asked me to like redo two of their drinks, so it's like I'm gonna remember you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If you wanted to dine a dash, then you should have sat at the. I'm not gonna give you advice. Um, <laughs> here's what you have to do if you want to dine a dash. <laughs> um, no, and so, you know, I asked him for his card. He gave it to me, and then I had like the bouncer like stick with him because again this guy probably just gave me a fake card i have no idea i'll like run it give it back to him you know ask him to like sign it because i need so to- did he come back to you to bit with you no i had to like run there run the check and then come back I, out and i came back again i did this all for just spite because oh, he yeah. made me like redo two of his drinks because oh, it wasn't God. enough lemon in his you know there's never lemonade, enough lemon whatever Never enough lemon. That should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> wow. Never enough lemon. But yeah, I even said again. I was so uh, assertive then. I was like, "Have a great night." And he was like, "Go fuck yourself." Is that what he like, said? Told me to go fuck myself. Yeah, oh my god, man, that's so. But I. But she again. I ruined their relationship. Good. It's probably first. Fuck day. him, man. Yeah, he's terrible. He's probably he's probably a listener. I mean, <laughs> I, he's in good company. Vlad Putin listens to the podcast. Wow, really? Yeah, I get a bunch of listeners from the Russian Federation every episode. I te- I I check the analytics, and I'm right. like, why are so many people listening in fucking Saint Petersburg and Moscow? Wow, like, I think they're just trying to. F- they just are scraping the internet to s- from anything from America to see what they can use to right disrupt our political culture even more. Do they just search madness and they're like, oh yeah, no, let's listen to this. Yeah. One. How mad are these people in America? Yeah, so mad they're 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 stopping diners and dashers. Uh, that's cool, man. 
I feel like that. You need to write that into a short story or something. Right. And like toss it out. I can't, I, I'm surprised you haven't like published a book of like stories or something. I feel like you're a funny guy with funny stories and you're a good writer and stuff. No, thank you. I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, I just have a lot of them, a lot of them on hand. You know, <laughs> they're just, they're just there in the pocket. They're just there in the pocket. Uh, we've been at it for an hour, man. I uh, I want to be respectful. Plus, I got a whole bunch. I got a, speaking of books. I have a book. I'm trying to finish the rough draft of today. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, stoicism and sales. Nothing funny about that. You wrote that book all about being funny and cold calling, right? Yeah, yeah. Cold call like a comedian. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it's uh, it's doing okay. I mean, like oh, I don't. Yeah. You know, it's not paying my rent, but right. like I'll buy it. It does okay. Yeah, I mean, it's only like I think it's only like th- two three bucks on the ebook. So like, oh wow. Yeah, I. You know, I had been sitting on it for a while, and I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to finish this fucking – I'm just going to do this. Like, I went through this thing uh, in the fall where I had all these projects that had kind of been on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, one by one, I'm just going to finish. I'm just going to get this done and Good get it you. out of the way. Hell, yeah. I finished, like, four online courses that I had, like, half produced and then finally finished them and put it out on online. Same thing with that book. Um and now I was challenged by. Do you know who James Altucher is? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a friend, and he uh, challenged I to me. His, uh, his episode. Yeah, yeah. He um, of this podcast. Of this podcast. You fucking listen to this podcast? While I meal prepped on uh, on Tuesday, <laughs> I listened to I listened to this pod. You're like, I better listen to what I'm about to get into. <laughs> right. He's also just like so. I mean, I I was like, I used to sort of like intern at stand up New York, so I was always like, kind of like around him, and I've met him before. Oh yeah. And, like, I know he's like really involved there, and. Did you so you know John uh Fatigate. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I just had a meeting with him and Donnie this past week. Um work, I love, I love work, those two. Working with uh working with them on something. Uh Skittish Media. Yeah, Skittish Media. And then just interviewed John Borromeo this week also for the podcast. Nice. So it's a small world. Right. Uh it's a small I mean, New York is the New York comedy community is is not enormous. No. Uh so don't be a dick. Excuse me, goodness. Uh what anyway, was what, it was a weird burp, I guess. <laughs> We'll keep that on the pod. We got, we'd like to keep a little audio verite going oh, on here. Hell yeah. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? Uh, we were talking about James. Oh, he challenged me to write a book in 30 days. And so I'm doing that based on this conversation we had on his podcast like wow. a couple weeks ago. It hasn't come? He hasn't released the episode yet. I think he's releasing it next week. Okay. His and pod. The, yeah, his podcast. The, Alter, the James Altucher Show. And uh, that's the most exposure I've ever had is like getting on that show. People have messaged me and they're like, that was a great episode. And I'm like, nobody messages me from anything I do. So, wow. Yeah, that's it was, great. It was pretty exciting. I was like tons of tons of really nerdy business people were messaging me and they were yeah. like, that was a good episode when you talked about these things. I mean, we basically just ranted about Marvel when totally. I was on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I thought it was interesting how... James was, and again, you guys talked about this, how he was one of the first people, I think on like LinkedIn to be like, I failed here and here's what I learned. Oh yeah. You know, now they all do that. Right. I mean, now it's, it's, it's a staple. Like it's, it's, it's a joke. Honestly, it's a punchline to be like, you know, I was, I was homeless. Okay. (laughs) I, you know, someone stole my fourth toe and then I hired 35 employees like two weeks later, six months later. Right. I was giving a TED talk about how I earned my first billion. Who's that guy? Um, I, sorry, I could be on this forever, and I don't know if you're trying to wrap up. No, I mean, whatever. I was just thinking, uh, who's that guy that 
on YouTube does like selfie videos and he's just like in his garage with a million. Oh, Ty nice Lopez. Ty Lopez. Here I am in my garage. <laughs> Got a Ferrari. You know what I like so, more than a Ferrari? Knowledge. No, knowledge. <laughs> All right. I'm Your credit score is in the six seventies. I've got a message for you. No. Oh my god, dude. I, I it's embarrassing to say, but I took that guy's course, the seventy dollar, seventy day course. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna try. It's only seventy bucks. Why not? Right. I was in a pretty bad part place in my life. Eh, it was fine. It was fine. Takeaways. My, I mean, they, I mean, the big takeaways were just consistency and focusing on. I mean, that was my big thing. Is like, I just, I finally realized I was like, oh, he is, This is literally just about establishing consistency. And with doing shit and like trying to improve your life. I don't know. There's, there's no bigger subtext. Right. And then, which is why I never took another one of his things is it's like, you, do you believe in yourself or not? Cause if you do, you don't have to go take a bunch of his stupid courses. You right. Know? I mean, you should just, you just accept it and then go do the things you need to do basically. Yeah. So, but I mean, it wasn't bad for the $70 I spent on it. I thought it was fine. There's probably a lot of people who need that. Right. I did at that point. The industry of self-help books is so interesting to me. Yeah, right? It's in, it's the largest, like, health and wellness and self-help are the largest group of, right. like, relationship advice. You know what I mean? It's crazy. I mean, relationship advice, I feel like it can vary. You know what I'm saying? But, like, at least for self-help, it's always just like, like you said, just like, you know, believe in yourself, consistency. And all the books are like, this is the last book. You will, you will ever, ever need. need and read. And then they come out with three more. And yeah. you're like, bro. Wait like, a minute. I thought this was the last one. I thought this was the last yeah, one. Yeah, but this is commentary. Yeah. This, this is, is just... uh, this is updated. We updated uh, every year like a textbook, okay? <laughs> this is the new edition. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly, I, I, I feel similarly. So like me writing these books, like the cold call like a comedian. Right. I, it's kind of weird because I think like, what am I trying? What contribution do I have that actually could be meaningful to anybody? I don't know that I even have one. Oh, that's so actionable, though. Like, <laughs> no, no, I, I say that because my my roommate just is works in sales, cold calls all day, and like, I don't know, I'm probably gonna buy it for him. It's I, I it, for me, it was just like I mean, I done com- I've done comedy for 20 years. Right. I started doing improv when I was 14 in high school. Wow. And have done it consistently since. Not improv. I stopped. A 14 I did improv for 14 years And finally right. like Dropped out of it Yeah Mostly You stopped after the Asian voice You did <laughs> That's exactly right I hit it and I said This is the end I can't get better Right This is the peak <laughs> This is the peak This is the peak Of my Of my improv career Um, I just loved it But I kind of hated Doing it Because I Was Really didn't like Most improvisers Right I feel like And uh, I think the hit From stand up Is so much Feels so much better Yeah um, and they're really kind of two different muscles. I mean, mm-hmm. they obviously those Venn diagrams overlap. But anyway, the point is, I've done that for twenty years. I've only done sales for like ten years. Yeah, how's that hit? What the sales <laughs> hit? It hits my bank account. Is yeah. what it hits. Is that, is that direct deposit? <laughs> get that. Get that routing number. Oh, oh, put that shit right in there, man. I mainline that money right into my bank account. <laughs> My girlfriend's a nurse, and she like puts it, she like loves putting IVs in me. It's fucking weird. I don't know. I don't know. That's why. Good. Is yeah. that the only way she can get off? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's what it's for her. Just seeing all the blood come from my arm. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Not even kidding. She she is a nurse, and she works with a lot of like cancer patients that like are sick. Yeah, and they just don't have the like the most visible veins because they're so sick, and it's so sad. 
but I have like one vein that she's like, oh, oh this is a good vein. It's a good vein. She's yeah. like, I could, I could just. She lives. She must do it. well. She lives in fucking Union Square, man. She kills it. <laughs> you, the nurses in general. Yeah, they do well. Up. I mean, you're you're not doing bad. You live in Williamsburg. I got that pre L train rent. Oof. Yeah. Like, are they so, ever gonna repair that thing? Is it ever gonna? So I think in April of 2020. Um, is when sorry to date us. Uh, <laughs> I think of April in, in April 2020 is when they're gonna like. I think it's gonna be over or like the end of the summer. I think um, it's gonna no. be uh, the whole. I mean, the whole com- New York's entire commute is gonna be fucked. People were really upset in January of I guess last January 2019 when they were like, actually, we we're not gonna shut it down because people were like, okay, dude, I moved. People move neighborhoods. People change their social lives. People like uprooted their lives oh, because yeah. the L train was shutting down. And then now you're saying that it's not going to shut down, and it's probably just going to take longer for yeah. them to fix it. Yeah, they really what they sh- this whole I mean like America needs to get a whole infrastructure. Everybody listening to this pod knows how I feel about American transportation infrastructure. Right. Okay. I'm not a I'm not an I'm not an unknown quantity in the in the world of commuting and transport infrastructure adam right i'm uh i'm on the record <laughs> i think the worst part about this whole uh podcast no <laughs> the worst part of, of the l train shutting down or not shutting down was i made a whole music video about it shutting down oh no <laughs> i poured so much i don't know if you ever saw that I, I poured so much energy into it we got larry owens to yeah. record the the song my grandma still thinks it's my voice it's like clearly not like, i don't have a voice <laughs> Spent like so much money to make this thing I saw happen. It. You guys are going up and down the escalator and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on the New York Post. <laughs> um, but no, it was after all that. They were like, "Oh yeah, we're actually just not going to shut it down." They needed to. They what they need to do is just build a new. There needs to be a whole new track that just yeah. runs from Brooklyn to Manhattan, and it should be it should be a direct. It should be a one thing. Like there's two trains that run directly from, you know, I don't know where in Brooklyn somewhere to Grand Central or whatever right and just all the way there and then everybody can i think it'd be cool if there was a zigzag train so the so the g is the only train that kind of like links brooklyn to brooklyn you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying there's no good way of getting like from williamsburg there's to, no there's also no good like way of, dude, there's area. also no good way of going to brooklyn to queens right i think i'm proposing a a zigzag yeah. route okay so you you start i haven't really thought this through but you start south yeah, and then you just you just little zigzag, zigzag across. You hit like you hit Dumbo, you hit Crown Heights. It could be cool, and then yeah. you hit Williamsburg, Greenpoint. Like, yeah, could be cool. I well, that's what Paris did with the Line 14 train. It just goes weird. It goes on a weird S pattern through the city from from one diagonal to the other. Oh, that's sweet. It became the fastest train to get around the city in. It only has like five stops. It doesn't go hardly anywhere, but it's just it gets you. It's Otherwise, it would it would take you forever to get from one side of the city to the other, from point A to point B. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you meet someone with a really shitty car, that's all they say. Gets me from point, point A, a to, to point B. B, man. No, dude, your car breaks down. Okay, <laughs> like it doesn't. <laughs> I had an ex girlfriend who had a car that it did not work in the rain. Which is like what <laughs> I know. What? She's like, it's fine. It gets me from point A from point B. Not if the weather's bad. Okay. <laughs> like that is. I think it's funny that you'd have to check the weather before you like. What should I? You know what's funny to me? I think about this. 
there you know how like medieval times whatever in the ancient past there was like boats and ships and stuff right but like you had to de- how would you determine when the hell the ship was going to leave right <laughs> like it n- days didn't matter like days see didn't matter. like and if depending on where you lived in the world like seasons almost didn't even matter right so like why the hardly fuck would- any influencers then either <laughs> There was only a couple of them. There's there was literally there was a handful of pharaohs from Egypt, and that's why they built the pyramids. Those guys, right. one or two influencers around. Yeah, not no. a lot of Instagram posts from back then. No. Have you ever gone back and in, back in time on Instagram? Oh, All the way back to 2011. Yeah, terrible. Ridiculous. <laughs> I love how when Instagram came out, all the filters. People like really like leaned into the filters like, way hard. Yeah, they turned it all the way up. Sepia. Yeah. The sepia tone one, the black and white moon, that right. was a big one. Yeah. Moon was a uh, hit Instagram hard. VX Pro, that could have been one. I made all my, I had, you know, photographer friends who were so mad about all of this shit. They, they were like, why did I get, you know, Photoshop when I could have just, these idiots can do this on their fucking iPhone 1. Right. I had to go back on my on my Instagram and like delete. God damn it. <laughs> just dropping things left and right over here. I was just gonna say I had to delete all of my like old Instagram posts from yeah. high school that were like, I'm drinking for the third time. <laughs> like, you know, like these were like just terrible. Stuff. I don't think I have any too old. I mean, I'm sure I have something that'll get me in trouble one day. I'll, right. I'll, I'll pull a real Shane Gillis. I mean, I already have on this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We have to, I feel like this culture, we have to enter a time in which people finally just go, you know what, people, whatever, you know what I mean? Everybody is, uh, has done something shitty and stupid. Did they mean to hurt other people or not is what we should ask ourselves. Right. But that's not going to happen. This is just all going to go down the, I feel like it's all just going to go down the drain. Well, with that, we should probably wrap this podcast up. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to get canceled one day. Uh... (laughs) Looking forward to your debating show getting picked up by uh, Viceland. (laughs) Viceland. Viceland. No, we'll see. What a great idea, man. I think it's fun. Feels like a really good... Have you shot it? Have you recorded it ever? I got a sizzle. Oh. You've been shopping that around? Starting to. Hell yeah, man. Who are you hitting up? Who are the people you're going after? I mean... I really think that like it could be a cool thing on like Vice. I think and it's a like, it feels perfect for Vice. Like I know True TV is also a place where they're trying to like experiment and do different like game shows and comedy stuff. So, oh, like, for sure. That seems the like a nice drug story. element would have to leave, but right. You, they, but for sure they would. I feel like I mean that... after 10 p.m. I don't know. <laughs> True after dark. True yeah. TV. I mean, they after let, they dark. let the impractical jokers do whatever they want on that show, dude. They. I mean that's their cash cow. Yeah. Those guys. The tenderloin? Oh my god, they're just those their guys. Fan, their fans are crazy. They're they're insane. Those guys are so funny. I mean, it's a great show, right? But like they anything, they will let that show get away with anything. Yeah. And then there's what is that other one that, that they have? Is Adam ruins everything or whatever? Right. I, that guy Adam Conover, former college humor guy. Yeah. We so we did that show. You know, we we produced that show. Uh, it was like a college humor sketch series. You know back i don't know seven eight years ago and then it just was doing well and we decided to just shop at the tv networks and yeah there we go were you involved with that i wasn't no Mm. um but you know it's cool to i was in college then but it was cool to see that all happen (laughs) that's dope it was it's i that guy gets on my nerves but that idea for a show is great oh yeah but it, it 
but that, I feel it's like, like that's, so it's so on brand too that it like it really works. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, that's exactly what when we met with uh True TV at NYTVF, right. they were they used that as an example where they're like, "Well, Adam would do this anyway." Like, would you guys go around the world doing comedy anyway? And I'm like, "Yes." Like that's, that's our show. That's our show. That's why we do that. Right. Like, do you know how much I think I said to Rohit in the meeting like, "Do you know how much money I've spent in my in time in my life?" doing this like i fucking it's and it's constantly it's a constant uh it's like a moving dumpster fire when you go travel around internationally doing comedy like you have a great time but it's a giant wake of trash you know what i mean it's like it's like a an outboard motor in the pacific ocean it's just stirring trash around (laughs) do you have a scrapbook of all your drink tickets from (laughs) every Because he should. Yeah, we're gonna put them. They're gonna be the centerpiece at our at uh, the re- wedding reception. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend. <laughs> Just oh my god. Uh, all right, dude. Well, where can people get at you, Adam? Where can people follow you and follow your stuff? Sure, uh, you can follow me on the Instagram at Adam B Gold, and then uh, on Twitter at uh, the underscore Chai C H A I or Chai as it's pronounced. The Chai. <laughs> Underscore life. The Chai Life? The Chai Life. <laughs> My favorite beer is the High Life, and but this is the Chai Life. It is not the High Life, is it? You favorite, don't even, favorite you can't light even drink beer. it anymore. Favorite, favorite light beer. Miller High Life is, is amazing. It's the champagne yeah. of beers. R- remember that commercial with the big heavy set guy that was like, he like rolled in was like, High Life, champagne of beers. Like, I don't know, he like put all the bottles in the bodega like fridge yeah do you know what i'm talking about yeah it's like from way back in the day way back in the day it was probably 2005 six yeah something like that i love that guy i have to i, I think about him way too much <laughs> i was like for a while i was on the i was on the miller high life train right yeah when i was like in college like just just and just after like oh nine i think in, in right. 2010 i was like all about high life I was like, this is champagne and beers. Like people, because you, you'd go to, what, if you went to a cheap party and they had like a right. bunch of different kinds of stuff, High Life was like the best of those of those beers. Does someone already have like a stand-up bit about how like, you know, marketing for light beers like all over the place, but Coors Light is the only beer that's marketed as being cold. <laughs> is that, I, I feel like that's someone's bit. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's, I, it's so weird to like watch that. They're like, they... They're constantly like it's a the taste of the Rockies. It's the it'll and then the can has like a color changing thing on it to show you that it's ready. That's kind of cool. What the fuck? That's kind of cool. <laughs> like, like, how do I like? How do I know if my beer's cold or not? <laughs> Crisp light. Who cares? Okay, this one is cold. <laughs> Miller Genuine Draft, cold filtered. It's yeah. all they all have like something. Right. Look, man, they all taste like ass. Like that's it doesn't. <laughs> I think Coors is especially bad. They're gonna come after me after. You this. ever had? Uh, have you ever had um, uh, Milwaukee's best? Like once in college. Oh, it's so bad, like, man. This is this is, this is water. Not, talk- not in a good way. You were talking about caffeinated seltzer earlier. Do you know Pabst Blue Ribbon is releasing a coffee beer? PBR. Oh, it's a PBR with coffee. Wow. That's what it is. That's yeah, right. Uh, it's for the it's for the the garbage man who gets off of work at six a.m. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's that's something uh well adam thanks for dropping by man i'm not sure when we'll release this but let me know if you want me to plug anything man oh yeah that sounds good all right peace brother thank you
Thanks so much for listening to the Madness Continues podcast. Once again, this is Brendan Lemon. If you liked what you listened to, please take a minute to like, to subscribe, to give us a rating. It really does mean a difference. I say us like there's more than one person doing this. Uh, it's just me, everybody. So every little bit of support you can lend would be really appreciated by me. If you want to share this podcast, it would really, really, really mean a lot to me. I hope you come back. I hope you listen and check out the other podcast I produce, Funny Planet, where we talk to different comedians from all over the world about what they're doing and how they are funny in their own cultures. You can learn a thing or two and you'll have a laugh too. Anyway, take care. Take it easy. We'll see you here next time.